Welcome to Babes of Quinty. I'm Katie and that's Kay. We are your underqualified babes chatting with qualified people to learn more about the baddest and brightest people and events in the Quinty area. But first, let's catch up. Hello, friends. Hi, friends. Welcome to this Wednesday's podcast. It's number 10. We hit a milestone. We hit another mile. We love milestones. Oh, yeah. Every single thing, I'm celebrating it. We thrive with a milestone. Uh, What's new? What's going on in your life? Oh, Oh, there's a burp. Oh, my God. More podcast burps. More podcast burps. It's, oh, my gosh. It's getting better because I, as per Kate's suggestion, I got Panalog from my doctor. (laughs) I loved that you took that. Oh, yeah, I know, because I knew I had an appointment. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get the doctor to give it to me. And he was like, yep, that sounds like you need that. And I was like, great. Great, thank you. Um, so is it helping? I mean, clearly not. Yeah, you're still burping. No, I think it was like this is because I literally just finished a Diet Coke. Oh, yeah, fair. And if I you know, love Diet Coke. It's my coping mechanism right now. I know it's bad for me and rotting my brain, but... Honestly, I'm so glad somebody else in this building understands my love of Diet Coke. I love it. Well, I think a lot of people in this building. Well, okay, because Ferg likes Diet Pepsi. Oh, no. Which is a completely different different situation. So I just found out, like, if you go to the Wendy's by the office, Uh they have, like, one of those machines where you, like, press the button so you can be, like, Diet Coke, and it gives you all the flavors. Wait, And I'm addicted to the vanilla Diet Coke, and so I'm, like, today, I almost said the Saudis, I was going to, like, go get a giant vanilla Diet Coke. That sounds really good. Yeah, I would recommend going there. Maybe I'll stop by on my way home from work. Do it. Just to get a... Yeah. There's lightning. Was it? Oh, yeah, it's supposed to storm. That is a one... Big old cloud. Yeah. No, I just saw lightning out of the corner of my eye. I watched the storm last night, too, which was kind of cool. Oh, I've, I went to bed at 9.45. Yeah. Well, my toddler decided that he wanted to be awake. So we watched. Can you tell everyone what your toddler did? Because it's so funny. <laughs> um. So the other day we have um, for other, I guess, parents in this, you know, zero to preschool age group um there's this kind of like couch foam couch set the american one is the nugget i have the joey it's a canadian company they're made in canada which i love um so it's just like modular furniture and i love this like this yeah and it's great because like even like i can sit on it it's comfy like it's Mm -hmm. great um and it grows with them right practical yet tactical very practical anyway so it comes in a bunch of different pieces and there's like half circles and there's like ramps so lincoln being the i guess couch engineer that he is was moving pieces around yesterday and he moved the big ramp piece and it kind of like just tilted on its side and it fell and then all i hear is fuck and I'm like wait hold on a second so I get him to come over I was like Lincoln get over here so I whip up my camera I'm like what did you just say you did it again and did it again just clear as day fuck like and like slow and we laughed so hard if we're on the radio it right was now. so f- imagine <laughs> everybody would know about us being on the radio again. yeah no they're uh no calls. Uh, yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, and he's a precious little tiny angel baby cursing 
which is not natural. So well, I think it is. We are at the point now in my toddler life that I have to actually be very careful about what I say around him. Yeah. So funny though. He's so cute when he says it too. Like the video you sent me, prime. How's what, your week been? Uh, good. Tomorrow I'm going to move the rest of my stuff out. Of the farm? Of the farm. And so I got the saddies, you know, lots happening, but I have therapy today. So I'm That's going great. to therapy. And, um, Did you find a house? I may have found a house. I'll, I'll know by next week. So I'll keep you guys updated. That's exciting. Fingers crossed. That's exciting. Because um, it would be really nice to not have to live in my parents' house anymore with my dog. I can feel that. Mm-hmm. So doing that and yeah, just like hanging out with my dogs, trying to work out. That's about it. Do all the things, going for like hot girl dog walks. Hot girl dog walks. I have this um, fanny pack thing I'll post. I wear it like a like a cool kid, like crossbody. I do that has too. Has dogs, treats, poop bags, my Beautiful. dog's beeper in it. So just like my hot girl, getting my steps in with my dogs. Oh my, I'm like so scared whenever someone comes, they're going to be like, you're on the radio. But. I know. I keep seeing you like look at stuff and I'm just kind of like, oh my really gosh. staring at me? Like, um, do I, do I look? Do I turn no, around? We're fine. We're fine. Okay. And that's it really. Um, we had a really good conversation this week with someone pretty cool. <clears throat> oh my gosh. It's raining now. It's really raining. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> I know. I just like stifled this like complete like intro. No, I liked it. Um, but yeah, no, we had a really good chat and it's like somebody that I kind of just like knew from the internet. I love how that's how we're getting people. We just kind of know them from the internet. Yeah. So, like, I just, I kind of, like, just, like, follow people on Instagram and all so these if things. if we follow you, we might be like, hey. Hey, what's up? Come be on the pod. Or if you want to be on the pod, reach out. But so I hope everyone enjoys this conversation. I really enjoyed it. Honestly, trigger warning, he swears a lot. I'm not editing it out. I don't care. I loved it. I think it's more authentic. It's more authentic. We're swearing. Okay. If you have an issue with it, don't tell us because I don't care right now. <laughs> Too much other stuff going on. It's um, just not the time to care about cursing. No. But yeah, there's some cursing in this episode. There's some cursing, so if you're with your child, it's not going to be beeped. Turn it off. Um, or, I mean, if you're one of those, like, cool parents. I, 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 like, then, see, I thought I was a cool parent, and then my toddler started cursing. So, like, okay, maybe not. Fine. I this brain is kind of wild. Um, also, I realized that, so we, we're in a time machine. Like Wait, what? Oh yeah. Like we're in a time machine because we're recording this on August thirty first. This episode comes out September seventh. This is how we do this, okay, guys? We do it like a we week. record so the we week edit. ahead. Yeah. Um. But so this Friday in two days, I will be on the stage at Empire <gasps> dancing. Oh right, dancing with the stars. Dancing with the stars. So that's so exciting. If you, you actually like- listen to these on time, get your ticket and come vote for me because it is a popularity contest. It's 100% and I would love to win. So thank you. I will do everything within my power thank to make sure you. that you win. I'm going to make a sign. I think my nieces are making, or Jeanette's nieces are making a sign too. Yeah. It's going to have glitter. <gasps> I love glitter. Or like sequins. Or like glitter lipstick. Because I never really wear makeup. I have a ton of makeup. If you I have fake eyelashes for this. Oh, look at you. Things that our dance instructor told us we needed fake eyelashes and then she was like you can put them on like blah 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 and I was like you're saying this as if we know how to put fake eyelashes on we do not I do 
Perfect. You need help. Yeah. Okay. She, she was like, you're going to need a strapless bra. And Jeanette and I started laughing. She's like, why are you laughing? And I was like, we don't own real bras. Like, we either go braless or we're in sports bras. Yeah. So we said, can we do this braless? And she said, yes. <gasps> um. So please enjoy our episode. Sorry for the tangent as always, but not really sorry. Um, with Josh. Find out. Like, do we want it to be a secret? I don't, I keep saying it. Should we just say it? We'll say it with Josh. It's Josh from blog BOQ and Laro Communications. Today, we have the honor of chatting with a true local, originally from Belleville and now working and raising a family in the area. He has used his photography, videography, and content creation skills to develop blog BOQ and Laro Communications. He uses his platform to highlight the Quincy area through a millennial lens for locals and visitors. He's worked with some pretty cool, prominent local businesses such as Burger Evolution, Downtown Belleville, Kita Beauty Lounge, the Belleville General Hospital Foundation, and much more. He says he's an open book, which is dangerous in this studio. Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in, in between, please welcome Josh LaBelle. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Oh, lovely. Well, after what just happened... My nerves are down and we're good. Yeah. So Katie, just to give people like insight, um, <laughs> decide, we're recording in the cool 100 studio right now. And Katie was pressing the buttons and pressed a button that she wasn't supposed to press. And then one of our mics were on and people were hearing us over music. First time. First time it happened. In what well, is episode 10. I feel like we've done okay. Yeah. And oh, many, many people told us. Yeah. Thank you we everyone who told us. Ooh. That was nice. It was nice. Okay, Josh. Yeah. So, what's I, up? Nothing. How's it going with you guys? Oh, you know, living the dream on living this the dream. day. Awesome. How's everybody's summer been so far? Oh, busy. Yeah. <laughs> shit show. Shit show. Yeah. Me too. Complete yeah. shit show. Okay, so everybody's swearing, so I can start swearing. Yeah, you God, can swear. Oh, yeah, you can so swear. Yeah, man, it's been a shit show, right? Yeah. It's been hot. Is, is anybody else like? I don't do hot. No, neither. Neither do I, man. I'm, I'm a big dude. We do not do good in the heat. I come from, yeah, I come from, like, a big, sweaty family. Yep, same. Something happens, like, as soon as the heat starts to change, we'll get a little bit angrier and a lot sweatier. Yep. You can gauge how well I'm doing this summertime just based on my mood. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like, how's your summer? I'm like, it's fucking great. Like, but really, it's not. It's really hot hot and angry. Hot. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, I'm from Northern Ontario. We do winter eight months of the year. So I hear it's like, it hits 40. I'm like, no. No. Just, oh, I'm done. Northern Ontario. That explains so much. <laughs> Probably, uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember wow. when I found out you were from Northern Ontario. Like, Good what time. are we talking about here? Capascasing? Oh, like Timmins. Ooh, Timmins. How far is Timmins from here? Oh, um, like a day, right? Like a well, full it's day? Probably, yeah, probably like a full, like it's not like a full 24 hours, but like if you're driving and stopping and it's like 12. Gosh. That city is like a big giant gold town, correct? Like, yeah. That's, that's, like that's gold, a drive. Like it's, it's, well, yeah, it was started from like the gold rush and whatnot. And there's like forestry and like nickel and other stuff too. It's mining. So like, is it, so in comparison to like the kind of lifestyle that like, the Bay Equity offers in terms of like small town living, it wasn't a stretch for you to come here. No. Or was it, was was, it a culture shock? Or was no, it? not at all. It was like we picked, like my my parents decided that we were moving to Belleville because okay. one, the winters are effing horrible. Oh. Um, Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it snowed in June once. So, oh, oh my God. Yeah. No, it no was thanks. not a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But we chose like the Bay of Quinney because it's so much like the town feel is so similar. Mm. Got you. And it was just closer to Toronto. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think that's like, well, to be completely transparent, Bell was my hometown based on the amount of years I've actually lived in one place at one time. Mm-hmm. But I'm originally from Brampton. Okay. Oh. And my parents are both from the education field. So we moved here uh, like 1991 and I'm 40. Okay. So just to give you guys some perspective. So that happened based around the fact that, yeah, it was a small town. It was mm-hmm. outside of the GTA area and it was an affordable place to live. Yeah. And it was kind of like one of those, uh, it's beautiful. There's the bay, there's that and the other. And so we came here and I spent the majority of my life here um, kind of growing up here and taking it for granted in a lot of ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's really easy to do. And I've done that throughout this whole period of time that we've been doing Block BOQ and row. I think what happens is, is that when you get stressed and you get inundated with other life things, it's hard to see two feet in, two feet in front of your face. Yeah. So now I look at, you know, the area I started off doing Bug because I wanted to go, okay, there, you know, um, my, my partner in, in life and in business, Rebecca, she's, she's from Mississauga. She's only lived here for six years. And so she came here, she was missing the GTA. She was like, was really pressuring me to move back with her, go back to the Toronto and, or Mississauga. And I was like, there's tons of stuff to do here. And she's like, no, there's not. There's nothing here. And it's just get out of here. <laughs> One horse town. And you know, she's missing culture and, and such. And so I said, no, look, let's start this. I'm going to start a blog. And we're going to talk about stuff that happens in the area. And I'm going to take you along on this whole journey. And you're going to see. So sure enough, that's how this all came to fruition. was like trying to show my fiance that the area didn't suck. <laughs> and that there was tons I of stuff that. to do. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly how it happened. And then she fell in love with it. Yeah. We were walking last night on the Bay Trail trying to get our fitness in. We're on this health. We love our steps. Yeah. yeah. Health journey. We got to get it in. Yeah. Mental health walks. Oh, man. I think it's actually more towards. That's the reason why we walk so much is mental health more as opposed to fitness. And we, you know, she was saying like, we really just take this place for, for, for granted, don't we? And she's looking at the beautiful, you know, bay and, and the birds and all the, the nature. And I'm like, yeah, because like you don't stop and smell the roses. I think the biggest problem is everybody's trying to do too much right now. Yeah. And we're all trying to get ahead. We're all trying to survive financially. And we're all trying to, you know, get ahead. And it's hard to smell the roses and appreciate what you got around you when you don't even have time to do that. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah, that's a little bit about uh, me. That's really nice. Yeah, thanks. That made me like I feel like I know you already, and I just met you. But there's I'm I'm like an onion. There's layers. There's so many layers. layers. Let's do. So how long have you and Becca been here then together? So together as a couple, we will be coming up on six years. Okay. Um, and um, prior to that, I was married, and then uh, separated and divorced and all that good stuff. Um. But super lucky. I, I have an awesome ex-wife. My ex-wife and I get along really, really well. Oh, that's well. really nice. That's oh, the best. we spent Christmas together. Oh, that's, oh, that's like great. We got, we got modern family vibes going yeah. on. Yeah. And um, yeah, I got extremely lucky with uh, with that. And then we had Jack, which is our, our me and my first wife's first son. And, she, and super dope. Awesome person to have a kid with. And um, we made this amazing, funny kid. It was like a good mixture uh, of her and I, but mostly me. So he's, he's awesome. And um, he's pretty cute. He's pretty cute. He's pretty funny, eh? He's like, yeah, no, his, what was it? Does he have an Instagram or something? He's he had doing, an Instagram. Yeah. He's yeah, doing yeah. like lives. I was just like 
the cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, he's he's a good kid. So he's much personality. So, so much personality. Like he found out I was doing this today. He was like, oh, he's so excited because he's so into YouTube and podcasts and any sort of media. Like I don't think he knows it yet, but I think he'll end up doing something in media. How old is he? Uh, he's nine. Oh wow! And he's like super hammy and like. Got the most ultra confidence in the world to talk about anything. Like it's just. Oh, honestly, like, if you guys are ever looking for like a like a spontaneous guest, get him to come in here, and he will make you laugh. He's I like, want because we were talking our guest last week, grandson who's two, and then Kason is like two, and we were like, we should have them on and just like ask the them kids. questions. Yes, one hundred percent. Bring kids on because the stuff that comes out of their mouths is pretty amazing sometimes, and it's really honest. Like. It's not clouded by anything yet. It's very pure. Yo, yeah, and insightful in a lot of ways. It's, it's incredible when you, sometimes you see how uh, emotionally intelligent children can be. And it's weird because I see adults become less emotional, intelligent as they get older. And I don't know. I think it's a fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. And the kids don't have that quite yet. No. So they're emotional, intelligent, intelligent and, 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 and intuitive that they're able to have these conversations with, yeah. like, with adults. And they're just like... And there's, there's so to the point, like I remember having a conversation with Jack one time about the local home, homeless problem and, you know, just having a moment where one of them darted out in front of the car and I'm like, you know, fucking homeless people. And meanwhile, it wasn't because they were homeless. I was pissed. It was pissed because he ran for the car. It scared me. Yeah. And he's like, dad, you don't know what they're going through. Oh. You don't know what, what you haven't walked a day in their shoes. You shouldn't talk to people. And I didn't actually speak to him. It was windows were up and I just, you know, uh, and I was like, shit, he's right. Like, he's so wise totally for not. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, check me. Like, yeah, like, who are you? Who are you to say that's anything? Wild. You don't know what he's going through. I'm like, go oh, kid, I love go. Him he's such a good kid. He's got such a good heart. I'm worried for him because of his emotional intelligence. I think because I went through that stage a little bit. My parents made me a little bit too smart in a lot of ways, like not book smart, but able to speak to people. Mm-hmm. And kids will look at that sometimes and go, dork. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nerd. Like, <laughs> you're in touch with your feelings and you want to treat people correctly? I know. What's mm. this? No, you're it's a new. piece of shit. Yeah. That's it. Like, you know, and that's this game over. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, we talk I about think... a lot, kids are me. Yeah. It suck. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are. They are really. Like, it's just like, it. because like, I have a, Kate's turning 14, like, next week. She went into high school. Oh, high school. Oh, bro. Good yeah. luck. Good luck. And it's just like, sometimes I just, I don't understand. Because it's like, I don't know. There's a, it's just a lot. How, how, so, because you're closer to, you got your ear to the ground, you got a teenager. What is going on with teenagers these days? Are they, are they happy? Are they, like, when you look at our, our generation. Yeah. For the most part, I don't, we were happy because I don't think we had. Social. Oh, social, right? Mm-hmm. We were yeah, not constantly I... comparing ourselves. How are they doing? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that they're... Uh, yeah, I think that a good... Ch- well, because they live on Snapchat right now. Right, right. Like, that's like the app. Like, Instagram, Facebook, like, they don't care about that shit. It's, it's like... That's how they, like... That's their texting, too, yeah, at this point. It's Snapchat. Snapchat and uh, Visco. And they don't Facebook anymore. Right. Yeah. And it just, like... Mine's okay. Yeah. Because she's my daughter. Right. And, like, I can see, like, her and her friends, like, they seem to be okay. Like, they have, like, their shit together. They know, like, 
the difference between the digital world, the real world, and That's how good. those things like affect each other. Good. And because I work in digital and social and stuff, like I know how to guide her through that. But I think a lot of kids don't know how to do that. And parents really don't have the don't understand it. Right. Right. So it's like there really needs to be it has to be like parents need to educate themselves on all of it, how it works, you know, how things get saved, how things don't. And like, all I don't know. It just, it's loud. It's so complicated. It's tough. Like, I don't know. To be, I'm a parent of a nine-year-old, a parent of a, of a 10-month-old. And then I think to myself, it, we are extremely blessed to have the situation we have currently set up for our lives. And, but I, me and Rebecca, I like say to each other all the time, like, we have no idea how other parents do it and like how they're managing because there's so much stress going on. And, you know, you got 50% of your, these parents who are single and you have the other 50% who are in, in, in marriages, but they're both working. It's hard to, to fathom managing your kids in a way to guide them into some sort of direction where they're going to end up okay. Um, and then at the same time, manage to pay the bills, um, have your own life, have a, you know what I mean? So you don't go crazy. It, it's tough. Like I, I don't, I really feel for single parents. Like oh yeah. 100%. I can't imagine. I don't have children and yeah. my partner and I don't want children. Yeah. Um, and people are always like, Oh, is it cause it's hard for you guys to like have kids? And I'm like, no, it's just like, I have so much stress around like not knowing what their future will hold because the world is chaotic yeah. and like how, yeah. And I look at parents like, how do you, how do you do this? Kate, how, how do you do, do it? Yeah. Okay. How do you do it? What? Uh, I, sorry. No, I just got a text from my stepdad and I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> like, Can I give away a crib on Facebook? And I'm like, I why don't does know, he have you? a crib? Well, they have one at like at my parents' house because oh, the grandkids will come over. Yeah. But now that they're all kind of like growing up and out of the crib they phase, the crib. they don't really need it. And definitely give a crib away on it. Basically. I mean, I don't need Maybe it. Maybe he's getting like car seats and cribs confused. Oh, maybe. Honestly. Little car seats have like expiration dates. Yeah, Yeah, they do. They're not that long. Um, Yeah, how do you deal with being... I don't. um, Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, straight up, I I don't. Like, like, I think the pandemic made it worse because I've been like... I've had like crazy social anxiety. It's like, I know I need to take this time to go out and do something for myself that's not parenting or work. Mm -hmm. But it's like, when I make those plans... To go do it, it's like I can't do it. Yeah. I went to drag brunch the other on Sunday though. Saw that. That was fun. Super fun. Yeah. And, and I hear what you're saying. I don't think you're the only oh, I know you know. I know you know you're not the only one, but I yeah. also know that peep there are people out there right now that are it's not as a mystery. The pandemic fucked everybody. Yeah. We we all walked away either realizing we had mental health after the, I, I don't know if it was a self-realization moment where we all sat with our own thoughts and went. Oh man, we're all fucked. We all got some mm-hmm. sort of thing going on, or it triggered something in, in, in us. And then, you know, the same thing. Like for me, I know exactly what you're talking about. During the pandemic is when I, for no reason, started having wicked panic attacks. And then, like, mm-hmm. just to like explain to anybody who's listening to this who don't that doesn't understand what a panic attack is, it's not like I'm sitting there with a ball of anxiety, sitting there worrying about a specific issue or problem. It's like you're standing here. Imagine just standing in your living room or on a computer or anywhere. And all of a sudden your heart just goes, it just starts racing for no reason. And you feel like you're going to fucking die. Yeah. And you're like, 
you can't come up with a logical reason no. why you may feel it. So you instantly feel like it's physiological. And then well, I'm having a fucking heart attack. Yeah. And I had some other health issues prior to that. Probably made me a little bit more conscious of my my health. But yeah, I was having these wicked panic attacks. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? My my, like, I would go to the emerge, and you know they go through the whole gamut, and you know thank everything that I I don't have any health issues physically, but you know they would ask these questions like, hey, you know, are you got you stressed? Like, and to be honest, like not really. Like the past year has been great. Prior to, it's been a fucking shit show. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? It's starting to mellow out for myself yeah. a little bit, and I'm getting some consistency in my life. But no, it was nothing that was triggering it. But then as time went on, like, you know, when you really sit down, you think about it, you're like, okay, these things could have been doing it. Mm-hmm. That could have been doing it. I'm doing a lot of this. And you realize you're, you're doing too much. Yeah. We're all doing too much. Everybody, you, you, me, we're all doing too much. Like we don't socialize. We don't do extracurriculars like we used to. Like if you look 20 years ago, people used to have a job. They go play softball. They would have a work-life balance. No yeah. one has a fucking no. work-life balance now. Well, yeah, and it's part of, like, the whole, like, being connected, right? And I think constantly you connected. guys realize this after I left for parental leave was I was constantly connected to, like, our socials, and I'd respond to people right away, and I'd read be reading the comments all the time on all of our pages and what, right before I went on parental leave, I had, like, I was about to have, a like, a mental breakdown. I was like, I cannot wait to just be unplugged for an entire year from all mm-hmm. of this because I cannot do it. And then Katie took over. Yeah. Then my mental health, but for many reasons, went downhill. But yeah. And that <laughs> was just like one of them. Because, yeah, you off. never disconnect. Like, especially when we were monitoring the comments, like you always had to be like on them. Yeah. Because people would go off. People are terrible. Yeah. Oh, listen, I can completely relate. Like to a degree, like our socials are not as heavy as you guys, but like with blog BOQ, it was kind of like the same idea and Rebecca more so than myself. And I only speak a little bit about Rebecca. She's not here to really voice herself, but for her, it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. What you were talking about. She was like, I want fucking nothing to do with it because here's the thing. There are so many wonderful people in this area. And then there's so many shitty people. And if you're wondering if you're a shitty person listening to this, chances are you fucking are. Yeah. Honestly. Honestly. Okay. Because you sit, people will sit there and they will critique and criticize or instigate or, or, or push a button and read way too far into something. And then it becomes this perpetual bullshit thing online, tit for tat. And you're constantly trying to defend yourself and you're like, things are getting taken out of context and that's where the problem is Mm -hmm. people ask why i think video is becoming so prominent now as opposed to photo and caption we are as human beings subconsciously responding better to video on social media platforms because we are getting a direct message to ourselves we can hear the tone we can see the expression we can these are all the reasons why i think this thing is this wave is shifting to tiktok and 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 different sort of platforms is because you're getting the direct message. I can tell you specifically to a point exactly what I mean. You cannot take my caption out of context. Mm-hmm. And if you do, suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. That makes so much sense. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. But it's like, you know what? Yeah, like it's I can say something and it via text and then it'd be completely misconstrued. Yeah. Because there's mm-hmm. no tone or voice to it. Yeah. And I think a lot of it. 
also is the reason why there's so much reaction. If we all know somebody, right? We all know somebody who's always in your comments. Oh yeah. And we, you know, you know who the, the offenders are. And really, I think what it is, is that they are so, oh, fuck, I'm having like a Gary Vee moment. They feel so shitty about themselves that they're internalizing whatever you're saying. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, this is so personal. This is, this was an attack on, you know, so-and-so. Especially when you get into the political stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, don't even get me started. Uh, like, honestly, I, we try to work with everybody in this area. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I want to touch on is that Blog BOQ did a video for Ryan Williams. <laughs> we were talking about this. We were just talking morning. about this. Yeah. And, we, and, 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 and here's the thing. I want to I make everybody understand this. We did the, the editing for the video, and I think we did two clips out of the editing, or out of the film, two clips out of the whole video. Mm-hmm. The rest was filmed by Ryan. With his uh, little tiny gimbal that he's got. And everybody's like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Oh, I know what your political stances are. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. You have no idea where our political stances are. You know, why would you, why would you go work with this person, that person? And, and it's kind of like, because this is fucking Belleville. 56,000 people. If I had to stop working with every conservative person that I knew... How in the fuck would I eat? Yeah. Well, it's a conservative town. It's a conservative town. Like, and you know what I mean? And, and here, let's be honest with you. I didn't start working with Ryan before I didn't research him. Ryan's was a friend before he yeah. was conservative. So as I got to know him, but things I made sure I checked on my list to, to, before I work with anybody is, how do you feel about the LGBT community? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like them. They're great. Check. Yeah. What do you feel about Black Lives Matter? Oh, I agree with it. Check. You know what I mean? There's... How do you feel about social stances on, on homelessness? Oh, I believe we should solve a problem. Check. So I ask all these, these ranges of questions before I work with anybody. But to assume that, you know, um, I, 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 I have a political agenda or we have a certain direction in which we, we sway is stupid. Yeah. You know, like I will work with anybody. If, if, if it was an NDP candidate, I would work with them. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because the people that we got the most shit from was the community that I felt the closest to. Which gutted us. Yeah. Because we're like, you have no idea. If you did any research, you would have known that we donated to you, but you didn't ask. Yeah. You didn't look and you decided to trash us online. And I think that's people hide behind their screens. You know, you have your keyboard warriors. And then as soon as you go to like call or have a real conversation with them, then it's it's total change because they can hide behind their keyboard or wherever they are, you know. 100%. And it was... Couple biz- like a couple businesses that were like kind of like it was kind of it was weird because I'm like do you this so then do you not sell your product to a conservative person like I don't understand yeah it's like this expectation like well I assume because well, I follow you that you have my political beliefs and therefore you wouldn't work or buy product like so it's so it's dumb but it's again dumb. you're a business so you you're just one hundred percent it's business baby <laughs> yeah and I guess the, like the only thing I, we wouldn't do is like what's that prick. That got fired uh, out of cabinet. That was from um, from around here. Oh, Sloan. Eric Sloan. Sloan. Fuck that guy. Fuck like, that guy. You know what I mean? Like that guy. That's a guy that I wouldn't work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a guy I wouldn't you know have anything to to, to help or, or do anything with. Yeah. But if you're generally a good person who just has to have a different political belief, then, then it's fine. But man, I'm all over the place today. This podcast, so you guys that, have a real fun time editing this. That's eh? okay. That's my job. It's all good. I make yeah, it. She uh, does honestly. She does all the heavy lifting. And I just like show up and I sit down and I talk. Yeah, but you do our socials. Yeah, I do social stuff sometimes. How did you meet Becca? Um, I met Rebecca. So truth be told, um, Facebook. 
So please tell me you slid into her DM. <laughs> she slid into <gasps> yeah, oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was really funny. Like um, we had been friends on social media while I was married. Nothing happened. There's mm-hmm. no weirdness. Yeah. There's no nut. Like we never communicated. It was like one of those people you add and you just never talk to. And then once she saw that I I was separated, she immediately like we're talking within days. <laughs> Messaged me. Goes and like I know this one. <laughs> yeah. I want this one. So that I like happened. this fish. So, um, yeah, my wife was really hairy at that point. That's when things were obviously very raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got together, and it was it was rough at first for everybody involved because you know it looks like you're you're moving on extremely quickly. It was a messy separation to begin with, and but at the same time, you know sucks to say but i was miserable and i really missed having a, a partner that was like involved with me like i wanted a best friend yeah you know what i mean and that's that's what i wasn't getting so we we got together and um rebecca comes from uh, a trinidadian background so they're <laughs> they're conservative but not like like how do i explain it like traditional yeah a better way of yeah. saying things right so um i met her parents first before we went on a date. Oh, wow. That's so cute. Yep. Uh, That's very traditional. Very traditional. You know, her dad had some questions for me. Wanted to know certain things about me. Um, we did. And we went on our date. And then I remember going. Our first date was at Boston Pizza in Trenton. Nice. And uh, I remember sitting there thinking like, oh, man, I felt in my heart. I'm like, this is the one. Like this immediately. This is the one. It wasn't like a sexual chemistry. It was like this person is checking all my boxes. And I was like super thrilled by her and, and whatever. And I remember going, you know, she had to, she had, she was, she was, there's an age difference between us. I'm 40 and, and she's 28. Oh, so just to give you context. So she had a curfew. <laughs> she had a curfew. Cause even though she, she was like 22 years old, 23 years old, she had a curfew at home. And so I had to have her back by a certain time, which was fine. And she was having family game night. And in my head, I'm like, I want to come to family game night. <laughs> That sounds fun. That's yeah. hilarious because if someone would be like, want to come to family game night, I would be like, no, I'm going to go. <laughs> I was, I, I really, really, uh, I, like, I really wanted that connection. I fell in love with like, so the other thing is I fell in love with her mom and dad as, as, as much as I fell in love with oh, her. I like that. So like, God, I was like, I really, really, really love that about my, my relationship with her is that, mm-hmm. and it's funny because now her mom and dad, we have this house. That has a, a granny suite, granny apartment. Oh, yeah. So they, they moved in with us. They have their own condo and yeah. everything, but they're like, nah, fuck it. We'll just rent it out. We'll come live with you guys and, you know, get to be with our grandkids. Yeah. And, and be that all like that. That is the best. Oh, I like so good. That. We share yeah. meals every day. Yeah. We're hanging out and we're there to support each other. And, and it, it's been super helpful, you know, like as people age, you know, it's good there to be there for each other. But yeah, so me and Rebecca met online and um, it is every relationship has its problems, I guess, but like for the most part, it's pretty blissful to be honest with you. Like out of all all the relationships I've ever had, sorry. Are you guys married? No, not yet. COVID. Oh yeah. Fair. And, um, so we lost our deposit. Oh no. And so, but long story short, yeah, we, yeah, we were engaged. We want to be married and, and do a lot of great stuff, but 
How did you propose? Cute. I didn't realize the age difference. I do love that. <laughs> yeah, right? Because yeah. we just found out, too, well, I found out, like, Emily, who's been on the pod, her partner's older. Like, same. Like, same age gap, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow. That might be nice. Like, it, it, I've it dated works. men that were older than me. Like, when I was 22, 23, the guy I was dating was probably 33. Yeah. And it's just, like, it was, well, that is, like, I had a kid. And I needed somebody with, like, the maturity to be like, hey, I know I'm 22, but I also, I, I don't party mm-hmm. all night. I, you know, I'm, I have a schedule. Well, My day is structured. It's, I, I think the mix works. I think when girls are in their early 20s, they have that, mature, for the most part, mm-hmm. most yeah. part, have the maturity of, of the early to mid 30 guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's face it we are man children that's and, okay i like the man okay. child sometimes, sometimes but like right? there's no. a maturity there like we like at that point you're really grinding for goals and you really are learning from mistakes for mm-hmm. the most part yeah yeah you know like i i listen i took all the bullshit and all the stuff that i had done in my early 20s and and which was you know trying to figure out you know what i wanted you know like i i did everything from strippers to like <laughs> These quiet, you know, mousy girls that were, you know, homebodies, introverts. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out what was my type. It turned out to be Rebecca. Yeah. God, it's uh, like a heart I love story. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, mm, that's yeah. cute. Very cute. And uh, you guys had a baby. We had a baby. Yep. And from what I've been told, she's probably the most beautiful child in the world. Have I showed you photos of her? I think so. Yeah. She is stinking Holy crap. So she's 10 months old now. 10 months. Every time I see a photo of her, I'm just like, so she, is she a December a baby? Very cute baby. She's an October baby. Oh. Born, born on Drake's birthday. Oh, so she's a big deal. She's no. A big deal. Yeah. yeah. And she's the first grandchild on Rebecca's side of the family. Oh, oh no, that's not true. There's one person ahead, but she's. The age difference is so much. So Rebecca, okay, quickly. Rebecca has thirteen brothers and sisters. Holy, Holy shit! Big family, big family, right? And so, is, where is she in that order? In that order, second last. Oh my god! So she has nieces and nephews that are like her yeah. age. Yeah. yeah. So this okay, is the first baby, like in a long, in a long time. time. Yeah. You know that's so. Yeah, it, it's pretty special. And because you have an age gap between your kids, what's mm-hmm. it like having a baby again? I find it amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you I do, too. too. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. How do you find that? Because I find it's amazing. I think it's great because I know. Okay, I knew that I was going to love Lincoln, and I knew how I loved Kate. Yeah. But what I wasn't prepared for was how Kate was going to love Lincoln. Yeah. Which yeah. is the sweetest thing. Like, seeing your child love, like, your other child yeah. is, like, it makes me cry, like, yeah. every single time. Like, it's just, like... The most wholesome, sweet thing. We have a video of Rebecca has it somewhere on her phone. So though for years, um, Jack asked for a brother or sister. Oh. And we explained to Jack that to have a baby, the daddy has to plant a seed inside the mommy. Yeah. And I have photos and videos of Jack when he was like four coming up to me with handfuls of seeds that he found. Oh my around. god, that's he so goes, cute. So you know, Dad, can we have a baby brother or sister now? You know, like <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like uh, Different seed. Um, but long story short, he, for years, for years, and years, and so, um, and Rebecca's already cleared me to talk about this, but we had a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we went through fertility oh. to conceive Remy. And so what ended up happening was, um, during that period, we told Jack, my son, 
we might not be able to have kids. And he was just kind of devastated. Mm-hmm. So the day that we found out, we waited um, a few months. And then we told Jack and we recorded it. Jack cried. He's sweet. Oh. A little eight-year-old, seven-and-a-half-year-old little butt just was like, I'm just so happy. <laughs> oh, that's so And was he, cute. did he care if it was a brother or sister? He just wanted one. Oh, he just wanted one. Yeah. Oh, my God. So this kid is so wise. Yeah, yeah, like I, 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 I don't know what it, I think a lot of it had to do with. Like, we spent me and him spent a lot of time together in the early stages of his life. So his mom worked while I was in school. Oh, okay. So I did all of the childcare at home. So we, you know, based on life, I watched him. Yeah. And so a lot of it was that was my best friend. So I would talk to Jack. I think the biggest thing is when you're a parent talking, not telling them about world issues or telling them about how fuck life is about to be don't do that but talk to them like a real person yeah and yeah. Then grasp that that concept of interaction and vocabulary yeah you know so, yeah. that's why my mom says i'm a good talker because she just <laughs> talked to me like i was an adult yes. not like not telling me like weird adult things but she didn't like baby talk me she would just yeah. have conversations it's with like us. age-appropriate conversations, yeah. conversations yeah. but no goo goo gaga no. Like, no, no no i've never done it. it's like my no when my nieces baby talk i'm like can you stop doing that yeah what are you doing <laughs> yeah, you are a child speak. <laughs> yeah my i'm a lot Jack's as an aunt thank god he's never done that and then yeah you're right it is it is cringe it's like no. You know, I, and I remember telling Jack when he was like seven, I'm like, listen, you got one more year being cute before no one gets shit, bud. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's true. You, they you got to tell him. You got to tell him. got to keep like it real. not cute. Yeah. Like, they're still cute, cute, but they're not like. Everybody finds them adorable cute. It's like, listen, there's, yeah. there's about 80 million of you at this yeah. point. You know My I mean? one like, niece is pushing it. She'll like give me like a pody face and I'm like, nope, go away. Yeah. We're done. Don't yeah. look at me like that. Yeah, good for you. And, and and that's, you know, that's great because, again, like, kids have to understand boundaries. They do need to understand boundaries. They love putting their hands in my mouth, and I don't know why. Ew, that's weird. Hands, They're yeah. gross. They've been in every order. I'm like, what have you but, been doing? Like, and I'm why is it in my mouth? Right yeah, he's, like, obsessed with my, like, my piercing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll <laughs> grab it, and then I'll be like, dude, like, don't do that. And then he'll shove his finger up my nose and... Think it's hilarious, and then yeah. he eats it, oh, and I'm like, "Why oh. are you so gross?" That's different. <laughs> That's different. Good for him, though. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's oh, yeah, oh, kids, man. They're yeah. weird, but no, good for both of you having them. I, I tell you what, like the fact that you said that like, you, you don't want kids, I think is uh, honorable because then I don't people shit on people who don't want to have kids. I commend people who understand that it's not for them. I I have to say, like, for me, my journey of not wanting to have kids. So when I was younger, like through high school, I've always struggled with mental health. And in high school, it got really bad. Mm. And I kind of came to this point in like grade 11. So I was like 15. And I was like, I will never have my own biological children because I know my mental health is biological. Mm. And I can't put my kid through what I'm going. Like, I get it from my grandma. So it's like, I'm like, I can't put my kid through if there's a chance they'll feel how I felt. I'm not doing that to them. Um, oh, that's so pretty profound, man. That was like my 15 year old self. And then I just, I will say too, though, a lot of my friends don't want kids, like biological kids. So it's just like, I'm surrounded by that too of like, oh, okay, we're not mentally stable enough to have children. But I am not either. Yeah, but you're a really good mom. Also, like, we do make jokes a lot like, oh, Jeanette figured out how to get me pregnant because I'll get really bloated. And then my mom will be like, did you get her pregnant? And Jeanette will be like, 
yes, yes, I did. I'm like, no, you didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Good times. Lesbian jokes. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many places you can take that. I know. Uh, So, Blog BOQ, one of my... Great segues. Um, <laughs> what was, so you, you kind of told us how it started. Yeah. Did you think it was going to grow as quickly as it did? No. Okay. No. Like, and, and, and the thing is, it's been, it's been a weird ride. Um, so for years, we, not for years, for a few years, like it was just a passion project. Mm-hmm. And at some point I'm like, how in the fuck am I going to monetize off of this? I need to figure this out. And so I'm like, people were asking us like if we were a business like oh hey like can you write a blog on us can you come take photos of our thing can you, like and i'm like huh maybe there's something here yeah and so what i ended up doing was i'm like i saw the where things were going and i took a gamble that was my crypto that was my crypto moment i'm like socials moving towards video and so i'm like okay so i had been doing video as a hobby mm-hmm. for three years prior to that Amateur wise. And so I, I basically started doing video and offering that and photo. Social media, I fucking cannot stand doing. You guys know why. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I would rather hand the content to people like you guys, mm-hmm. you guys to use accordingly, or you guys call somebody like us and be like, hey, can you come shoot all this stuff and give me a file folder of content? Yeah. A month? Great. And that's essentially what we do. You call us, you get into a package for a year, and we come out once a month or a couple of times a month, depending on your package or whatever you guys. Oh, wow. We shoot your photo and your video. We create the storyboard. So what's going on? Oh, it's Christmas time. Okay, you need some Christmas content videos. And we go, like, you know, it basically could be anything you want based on budget. But we basically have two packages, you know, and that's essentially it. And that's how we've been able to sustain ourselves. Now we have, we've expanded beyond the Bitcoin. So now we have... As of this month, 40 clients between the GTA and Brockville. Wow. So we have... Because they're busy. Busy. Yeah. Three three camera guys now that are working between uh, the GTA and and Brockville. Um, Plus, I employ one guy um, remotely for uh, editing and myself for editing. Yeah. And I film as well. Editing is like a job, is a a whole thing in itself. Yeah. And I don't even do video editing, but podcast editing, like, Honestly, I can only imagine. I taught myself how to video edit. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking about this. And I'm like, I'm not great at it, but like, I can get around I like it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, the fact that, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like, people like, I've had people say to me, like, you know, um, is my video done? And I said, well, no, no, yeah, because it, it, it takes a while. And they're like, yeah, like, I guess like it's kind of like, like, is it like photo? I'm like, well, take photo editing and times the workload by like 10. Yeah. Because there's so <laughs> many nuances with it, right? Like a photo is a static shot of one thing and you, you edit lighting and contrast and, and you know, highlights and, and so on and so forth. There's so many things you can do, right, with a photo. And then you have a, like, a, a piece of film that is that changes with the direction of the way you turn the camera and the lighting constantly changes. So you're adapting to constant light changes in your footage, you're color grading things. And I think that's what really where it comes from. I, you know, we had clients, we used to do these amazing car commercials for it. And they're like, they wanted their video like the next day. That's and not even possible. It's not even possible. It was, it was crazy. And they used to get really kind of pissy with us. And I'm like, 
I finally asked him, like, do you guys just think, like, we just shoot the video and, like, it's on the camera looking like this? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, it's not how it works. That really dope footage and that really, like, the colors and all the way it's graded and, like, all the, 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 the animation that goes along with it, that's, like, afterwards. And that takes, like, hours yeah. to do. And they had no idea. And I think that's our fault. We mm-hmm. should have, like, we've learned to educate our clients better about what the process looks like because it's not, people think it's like the, the type of camera you have. Oh, it must be a good camera you have. To be honest with you, if you have a good camera that shoots 4K, if you turn your your iPhone sideways, you can shoot some great 4K video and send it to a guy like me and I'll color grade it and make it look nice. You know, you don't need a lot to really get things going. Um, but, you know, it's uh, there's all these nuances in editing that make things just kiss. Did you go to school for this or? I went to the University of YouTube. Nice. Right. My favorite university. I learned so much there. Yeah. It's like if I don't know how to do something, that's where I go. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, this is what I do for a living. And it's like, if I can't figure <laughs> Don't something give away out. our secret. <laughs> Guys. Anyone can do it. No. Well, just kidding. You have to have a desire. Okay, there's also... You can do the YouTube stuff, but you have to have an eye for the aesthetic mm-hmm. and you have to know the rules of design and the rules of, you know, transition. And like, yeah. you know, what I mean, there's like an aesthetic that anyone can. Yeah, anyone can, you know, chop up a video. That's fine. Yeah. But if you can't make a flow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then like it, tell a story. You're telling a story. Basically, yeah. you're trying to tell a story, of the, you know, from point in, uh, A to point B. And it's trying to make it flow. You're trying to create, uh, invoke emotion. Like, I think for me personally, my favorite part about video is emo- is, is, is promoting um, or provoking emotion. So, like, the project I'm doing right now with um, uh, the uh, Belva General Hospital Foundation, um, with a gal that's coming up, we're actually doing, like, a mini doc on Aaron Wilkinson, Tyler Wilkinson's wife. Mm-hmm. Wilkinson's? Mm-hmm. We're shooting her cancer during right Oh, wow. So, and we're talking about that, and it is going to That's wild. Intense. And she's been super cool about everything. Like, we cleared everything with her, and, you know, we basically said, look, if we ask for anything that's, like, too much, tell us to fuck off and yeah. fuck off. And she's like, no, she's been like, I want this, you know, I want to to go through the, with this. I want to I see it to the end. I want to see, you know. The, the product that you guys are trying to produce because she goes, I really want people to donate to the foundation for, for cancer treatment. <laughs> like she's a product of getting to stay in Belleville yeah. to do her cancer. That's treatment. insane. Yeah. yeah. My mom had pancreatic cancer oh. and she was, because it was so like rare, she was traveling to Toronto. That's like why we moved here because traveling from Timmins to Toronto was just too crazy. Right. So we moved here and like, she's okay now. Okay. Which like never happens. Yeah. Pancreatic cancer is a dinger. Yeah. It's like you find out you have it. Like you have four or five months type thing. Yeah. So the fact that they're like, I mean, obviously my mom would still have to like in my mom's situation, she would still have to go to Toronto because it's so specialized Mm -hmm. and whatever. But the fact that people can like stay here and do their treatments is like, insane life-changing yeah. because the like you don't think about it but it's so mentally and physically exhausting to go through these treatments mm-hmm. that even a 45 minute drive to kingston is like overwhelming sometimes yeah, yeah i can't imagine like feeling a shift from chemo so quick backstory i had hodgkin's lymphoma when i was in my 20s oh wow which is a good cancer to get yeah if you're gonna get it um and uh 
it, you know, it's got a 90% success rate. Mm-hmm. That was like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it's even better now. Yeah. Um, but again, chemo radiation suck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a light cancer to get. Like, you know, I was lucky. Like I didn't, I got sick, but I didn't get, you know, crippling bedridden in the hospital. Months sick. Yeah. And it, yeah, like, and I had to go to the Toronto to get my treatments. And it's kind of like, I can't imagine, you know, having, well, I had to, I, I had to travel at some points feeling like a bag of ass yeah. to, to go get cancer treatment. It's, uh, and like to have your cancer treatments here is such a game changer. Like it's massive. And I think this is the goal. The goal of the hospital is to, to keep on growing these stations um, and, and encouraging these doctors that will bring new treatments mm-hmm. you know, at different hospitals mm-hmm. and, and specialized uh, doctors and equipment and, and medicine and uh, bring that here so we can have that all here. I think my biggest passion by far are, are the two charities that I, I love the most in this area is the BGHF Foundation and Hospice Quinney. Mm-hmm. Those to me are the two ones that I'm like, um, I feel that are really important. End of life care is massive. Yeah. We all watch somebody pass away mm-hmm. yeah. and, and either it can be comfortable, not pleasant, I guess, emotionally, physically comfortable uh, way of passing, mm-hmm. or it can be devastating, horrible, and just like a tragedy, especially in our healthcare system. And, um, and then the foundation, you know, again, reiterating that the government does not provide funding or the majority of equipment. Which is, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's why they're always like so hard on the fundraising because they have to buy all their own equipment, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Seems like a flawed system. Oh, well, I mean, (laughs) yeah, life. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, it's it's, it's so weird. It's such a, it's such a catch, right? Like, it's, I don't know what the answer is. I I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, try to say that I have all the answers with, understanding the bureaucracy and, and, and knowing where all the money goes and such but <laughs> yeah like that's the thing and once you know do you want to know it's, no it's I feel like i don't want to know yeah but you know we'll keep it light yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the hell. that's for another show <laughs> this is my punk rock coming out i'm just like yeah fuck the establishment yeah fuck. <laughs> oh sorry no no don't be like and that's the whole thing like yeah, I have a hard time picking my battles too. And it's tough because there's certain times where I want to know. And then I find out and I'm like, fuck, I wish I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. Cause like, then what, then what I do with that information? What is it? Ignorance is bliss. Like, ignorance oh, is the, listen, it's great. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> Cause then you don't have to be sad thinking about how I remember once I was, I said something and someone was like, well, you're not going to change the world. I was like 19. I was like, watch me. Yeah. Now I'm 27 and I'm like, no, I'm I'm very sad all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like, I, 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 I'm sure we all do this. I'm sure you guys can relate because I think we're all like-minded people here. At, at certain points in your life, you really just contemplate like, what, what do you do for yourself in this world that also benefits everybody else? Like I just, there's been so many times where I'm like, fuck, I just want to. Say fuck it and go out and just live off the land and constantly mm-hmm. living off grid is like the goal. I have yeah. like this group of creative people that I'm friends with and we have like a retirement commune like set up. So when Please we do all not retire- tell Jeanette. She will like build come. you the commune. No, like we, we we've been we've been <laughs> scouting out like real estate in the States <laughs> and yeah. So funny. Oh, God. And was, it would be warm where were you looking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it it's might like, be there. It's like a little just community. And, and we now we're like, starting a commune on the podcast. Welcome, friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, and that's like kind of like the end goal. Listen, so you bring up a very good point. I think that there are the haves and the have-nots. And I constantly, in business, being an entrepreneur, I've been the have Mm -hmm. and the have-not. That changes monthly. Yeah. And the, the part of me that I think I go back to is that we, as a community... And people are going to disagree with this. You know, there's people who are, um, what's the word here, um, are capitalists. And there's part of me that's a capitalist. And then there's part of me that's a socialist. And I, I, I go back and forth with that demon constantly, mm-hmm. back and forth. But what, what I think I really boils down to is I think that um, people who have money, good people who have money, should not keep it. it, it you know what I mean? I, I think I've talked myself into going, I need to make money for the right reasons. And the right reasons need to be need to take care of the people around me or the community around me, which again is like your idea is, is great because the truth of the matter is our generation is fucked. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it is. It's just like, if you think about the difference between now and, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever, everyone like knew their neighbors. They supported their community. There was none of this, like, you know, not my backyard like crap yeah. you know what I mean and now it's like it's so different it's like people don't take the time to talk to their neighbors they don't take the time to you know I used to be able to like run up the street as a kid and just like knock on someone's door like I like growing up even with Kate's friends like we never really got like random door knocks from friends like yeah. that just didn't happen yeah. and like I remember just being outside all the time. Yeah. Like just in the woods, we'd be at the creek, we'd yeah. be like wherever. And it's like now just kids don't do that. No. And no. yeah, I just think that's like the big thing. It's well, obviously We're it's lacking, you know, uh, attachment to nature. Yeah. Which I think would, would relieve 10% of the issues that we struggle with mental health wise. Mm-hmm. It's being attached with nature more 100%. Uh, unplugging more. Yeah. Um, and work-life balance, I think. That yeah. would, if you combine all those things, I think we could alleviate 50% of the collective mental illness in this room. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you think about it, though, like, people, like, human beings weren't built to be inundated with so much bad news no. all the time. All the time. So it's like, we have Twitter, we have, you know, online news now, we have all of these things happening all over the world that we have access to, like, right on my phone. Yeah. And People weren't built to deal with that kind of, I don't know, it's like devastating. So it's like, I hear about something like absolutely horrifying in another country. And it's like, part of me is like, oh, that's really horrible. But then it's like, I'm completely numb to it. Yeah. yeah. Which is absolutely like, that's not how it should be. It's crazy. And I think the more that that big media understands that that's our reaction, the more that they come hard at us. And it gets worse and worse. Worse and worse and worse. I think that's the thing. It's like, it's not getting the views like CNN struggling like big time right now with, with viewership. And if you've watched their newscast over the years, it's become more and more and more intense with like drama and like the, the sky's falling. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an attempt to draw in viewers to be like, Oh, I got to stay pinned to the television. And I think what's happening is the opposite effect is happening. It's like, I got to turn this shit off. Yeah. Otherwise I'm going to fucking blow my brains out. Yeah. You it's have like to the same on both sides. It. Too. It's like people like, they're like, Oh my God. Like, you know, and I'm just like, you know what? Like both of these very polarizing media figure or media conglomerates or whatever, they both tell stories, yeah. but like they, it's both extremely on 
either side. And I'm like, yes, you can look at a situation from both political views, but like, that's not what the news is supposed to be. No, right. It's, it's like, it's not be, supposed to be an opinion article. No, it's that was never intended to be that way. I think like guys like Walter Cronkite, um, who were excellent journalists, um, would absolutely, you know, those type of guys were, uh, Try to be very unbiased with political mm-hmm. views, but I think now we're not in a in a, a way or a situation nowadays where we can have that sort of conversation. And one of the things I've noticed about myself as I've gotten older, and I don't know about you guys, but like I don't politically, I don't find myself fitting in any sort of peg anymore. Like I don't find like I'm struggling. I feel disenfranchised by every political party. Yeah, and I'm feeling kind of like. It's impossible to make everybody happy, but at the same time, I'm really sick and tired of fucking hating everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm really oh, tired yeah. of finger pointing. I'm really tired of everybody not getting along. It sucks, and I think it's it sucks to to feel that way about each other. I I, I don't want to be hated on either. You know, people, eh, you know, you gotta don't fucking care. About you know what? That's not fucking reality. Reality is generally everybody's built to care. If you don't care what other people think, then you probably lack a huge amount of empathy, or you know what I mean. <laughs> snaps. snaps snaps man yeah 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 no i read i i was of course i was watching a tiktok or a reel or something and i was just saying that like if you're an empathetic person like people who lack empathy will like latch on to that because they can take advantage of like knowing you will care yeah and mm-hmm. and so it's very hard in this world i feel like now people do just Almost lack empathy because you're trying to shut off from everything around you. I think we just need to like start. It really does start with. It's like a it's like a, a an ugly relationship. You know, there's two parties involved. Generally speaking, they're right and the left, and it's like a marriage. Somebody has to make the first move. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to decide and say to the other, "Hey, this is getting fucking crazy. Like, this is getting out of hand." and it's sad and I know you're angry and I know that you're upset and I know that you don't like the way things are going and neither do I. So we, we, we need to come to a consensus about what we're doing to ourselves and to everybody in this country to a degree that we need to like, again, step back and watch and, and look at the damage that we're creating or have created mm-hmm. and the relationships that we're destroying and the, the, the divides that we're creating amongst everybody and that's a huge pot of shit to stir because there is so many factors there are so many political beliefs there are so many spiritual beliefs there's so many things that are in mix in this pot and it's just boiling over i think at this point and i as an adult don't i've never seen our country so divided and so angry. It doesn't matter if you you know what political belief you have. People are just fed up yeah. of each other, and it sucks. And it, you you really have somebody at some point has to say, "Look, enough is enough." I'm not gonna hate somebody because they're angry and they have stupid beliefs. That's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with them. Um, and it, because again, hate begets hate, and, and and an eye for an eye makes everybody blind. And so you have to at some point. You got to start demonstrating some sort of maturity and maybe hopefully somebody on the other side goes, shit, there's a point to this, mm-hmm. you know, because the ends don't meet the means right now. Everybody is, it's, 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 like it's a fucking shit show. 
like our our month saying it's a shit show. It's a shit show. <laughs> also, teach me about politics because I don't get it. Um, but I try. Politics <laughs> is something everybody should like. Honestly, we taught. I think it's mandatory. I think it you mandatory. have to take it. Yeah, I think really? I just okay. like. I think I blacked yeah, I out. I was so out. bored. I was a bad. I just like gym class as a kid. So yeah, we take yeah careers and like, civics. Yeah, tenth grade. Yeah. I blacked out during... But it was only, like, one class, and it was half a semester. Yeah. It was worth half a credit. It's not a lot. That's the thing. I feel like... Yeah, it really brushed the surface. It was very surface level, where I'm just kind of like, man, you can spend, like... Of four years of just yeah. like breaking it down and how Well, it yeah, works. now when I even go in to vote, I'm like, what a, What should I be doing? Like... Well, yeah, like, heck? obviously, like, it's tough. Like, same with us. Like, That's why I bring Kate to vote with me every single time. Uh, oh, do you? Mm-hmm. So she knows. Because I told her, I was like, listen, this is mandatory. Yeah. Like, I don't care who you vote for. I want you to make the most informed decision that you can, but not voting is not an option. Yeah. yeah. I, I, She's I like, I'm like, spoil your ballot or whatever, but like going in to do it is not, it's mm-hmm. mandatory. Yeah, I because yeah. a lot of countries just don't have that, and no, it's yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean. Like it's, it's a such right to have, especially as a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is like women couldn't even vote like what thirty years ago. Like it, yeah, no. So yeah, voting is like super important. Okay. Sorry. Oh, that was a good one. I'm not <sighs> cutting that out. Podcast uh, burps. <laughs> you can <laughs> see the relief on your face. She's like, ah. Oh. I got panel lock now though. <laughs> Oh, you got it? What's panel? It's like, okay, so parents. I think it's for pregnant people, isn't it? No, it's not for, it's for like heartburn and reflux. So the antidepressants I'm on cause gassy burps. Okay. So now I'm on another med to manage the symptoms of the first one. That's what Kate Shaw taught us. That you always need a medicine to counteract the other medicine. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm on, what am I on? I'm on stuff for anxiety. It's not, it's a Pam. Lorazepam. It's not, it's a daily no? though. Oh. I've had Lorazepam for the panic attacks. Yeah, I've been on Lorazepam. But it's a, it's a daily one that's from the Pam family. Interesting. And it's good. Oh, this it's is the point one. where oh, I swear by it. I, I wish I could remember, Rebecca would be able to tell me the name of my call What drugs am I on? Um, I like that we talk about the meds we're on. Yeah, because that's that should be normalized, man. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like we we're talk about very, it all the time. I love that we're doing a call in. This is our first call in. <laughs> she gonna answer? Oh, red. Except for the baby. She's probably cursing you. Baby's sleeping on her. She's like, yeah, stop. Okay. You know who she'll answer? She'll. Wow. <laughs> what do you want? What the fuck do you want? <laughs> um, what's a piece of advice you'd like to pass along to a young creative? To a young creative, um. People just say, just create. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> I no, like it's that true, though. Yeah. Just create. And it's like... Literally anything. Like, that's fucking dumb. That's not helpful. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, I think what it is, is... Un- Be honest with yourself. Do you know what's on trend? Mm-hmm. Are you able to... Are you intuitive? You know... And, and at the same time, you got to either be, there's one or the other. You can either be the person who creates a trend, which is a crapshoot, a long shot, and a lottery. Or you can be a person who learns, observes, and then manifests and creates based upon what you understood and learned. I would say anybody who's starting off, find a, a good mentor and, and study and learn from them and ask questions 
and, and, and stop asking yourself months, weeks, days, uh, years in when my time is Yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, why am I not making any money yet? It's, just, it's not your time yet. And you gotta be honest with yourself. Honesty with your own self is going to figure out where you can turn your creative outlet into a business. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If it's not working, change it. If it's not gathering uh, attention, ask yourself why. Surround yourself with honest people. You know what I mean? Does this suck? And be prepared to hear the fucking answer. Like, yeah, yeah it sucks, dude. What? Then ask why. Mm -hmm. And then take that and learn from it. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is, is that we don't, we're always afraid of getting our feelings hurt. You got to get your feelings hurt a little bit. You know, don't put up abuse, but at the same time, if somebody tells you something sucks, instead of immediately going, oh, ask why. Mm -hmm. Why? Why does it suck? Like, why is it not good? And have them try to explain that to you. Now, on the same token, don't fucking ask Peckerhead Ding Dong from, you know what I mean, who's never done anything with his life. <laughs> You know? Don't ask him if it sucks. Yeah, don't ask him. Ask like, someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, my mom was my biggest critic. And my mom would watch my videos. See that little blip there? There's, see that? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, that transition there. And was, and I'm like... Is she in videography? No. no love that. My mother's a therapist. <laughs> so, like, you that's know what it, I mean? That's like, what she was doing. She was testing you. Yeah. So, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so, again, don't talk to people. I love my mother. Talk to people who are in the industry and get them to critique your work. One of the biggest people who helped me in my journey was Ash Merle. Ash Merle was the first person I came into contact when I started doing this stuff. And he comes from a big background of doing commercial work. Incredible. Incredible work. work yeah. Right. Beautiful. And, and I latched onto him and asked his opinion and he was fucking brutal. And he still is, <laughs> but I love him for it. Yeah. He'll pick my shit apart and go, bro, like, you know, you didn't color grade this correctly all the way through, like right here. You know what I mean? You kind of went off track. You got lazy. You could see it. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I hate you fucking right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just hate that. But at the same time, I love him for it. So yeah, he was a really good guy to latch on to. Um, Christopher Gentile, another great mentor. The guy's a phenomenal photographer um, and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, who else? Uh, Nick from Vantage Point. You know, he, I can't say his last name, so I'm not going to bother murdering it. Um, it's, it's hard one. <laughs> um, and so like, you know, I fell in love with all their stuff and I like, I was instantly inspired and, and stop worrying about not being good enough. Everybody knows everybody starts off at a certain point. And those guys knew they understood. And I was always telling, I was always saying that I was always like, you know, I just started off. They're like, yeah, man, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like we know, like we're not, you were going to come with us to your first video and be like, knock it out of the park. We were not expecting that. So, uh, you know, everybody is super, I think, within the creative community, really, really uh, helpful. Mm -hmm. And they want to help. But you have to be prepared to get criticized. You got to take that and convert that into something positive. So constructive criticism. 100%. Yeah. That's really good advice. Being able to take constructive criticism I think it's a very it I cry a lot difficult quality yeah mm -hmm. it's tough because no one wants to feel shitty about themselves no no but it's only going to make you better 100% you ready for rapid fire let's do it okay okay so because I know that you're like a wicked cook yes what's your go-to like lazy dinner go-to lazy dinner would be pasta mm -hmm. anything pasta now that we're on a diet 
pasta's out of the equation, but that would be it. It would be anything pasta. What about like a chickpea pasta? Chickpea pasta would be fine. Um, I I like anything Middle Eastern. Mm. I'm really into cook, cooking things on charcoal right now. Oh. So I'm going to do a lot of that. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite color? Uh, favorite color uh, is uh, magenta. Oh. I was not I like that. it. Yeah. Do you want me to do the next yeah. one? Yeah. Okay, cool. Back and forth, man. <laughs> okay, so if you had a favorite cocktail or drink, what is it? Uh, it is an old-fashioned. I know that's a cliche. Have you met John downstairs? What's his favorite cocktail? Oh, no, I haven't. No. Yeah. I love a good old-fashioned. Yeah. That's so... It's coming back. It's yeah. coming back right now. Yeah, so is like Aperol Spritz. Yeah, oh. They were huge this summer, Aperol Spritz. Yeah, I don't huge. like them. I've never had one. <laughs> I don't really drink, so... Mm, that's fair. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite place <laughs> in Quinty? Like... My favorite place in Quinty, um, we're talking like... Whatever, for any, any reason, yeah. For any reason. Um, I love the Grange Winery. Oh. Um, not, not because of the wine, but because of... It's a fucking magical place. Okay. It's, it's weird. Um, it's very... If you're a photographer or videographer, the light... I don't know how the light hits it the way it does, but man... I'm going there now just it's to see. It's fucking magical. Put it's it like on our road trip list. It, it needs like French, you know, folk music in the background. It's, oh, I love it. Read me your last text message. <laughs> it's probably like, what meds am I on? <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell your knees and your Kelso to stop being idiots? Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Um, what are you most grateful for in life? Um, I'm grateful for my health. Oh, that's a good one. I hope that I couldn't do any other great things that I do for myself, for my family. Good one. Okay, last one. What's your go-to karaoke song? Um, Big Papa. <laughs> G.I.G. Nice. <laughs> Just so you know, that's my theme song. In my head. <laughs> Whenever he walks into a room. Yeah, exactly. Like, this sweat. is it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you have anything you would like to shout out? I would love to shout out, obviously. Um, I, well, I love uh, to shout out my wife, Rebecca. Nice. Um, she is definitely my partner in crime. Without her, um, there would not be any of this as well. She's supportive and great and an awesome mom. Um, I'd like to shout out... Um, Bay Queen Tourism. Um, they're always been a, a great team and ally for us, and we love working with them. Downtown Belleville. Um, I love everybody that's worked in that organization that's either still there or gone. And yeah, um, what else? Um, fuck the haters. <laughs> um, you guys go. Fuck bitches get money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You guys are going to suck a bag of dicks. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's really it. I, I think, uh, yeah, I just I love this podcast. I think you guys do a great yeah. job. And this is fun and entertaining. And keep Thank up you for work. coming on. Wait, really no, shout out your socials. Oh, yeah, shout out oh, yeah, your so socials. That, if you guys are interested, you guys can follow us on Bug BOQ. Uh, we took a little bit of a summer hiatus for mental health reasons, but we'll be back this fall. Nice. And um, the rural communication. So if you're looking for photo or video content, please contact us. We will beat the bejeebus out of anybody's purse. That's amazing. That was so great. Every time. Um, that was really fun. I did really enjoy talking to him. Yeah. He's it was like, nice to like, because I've never actually like sat down and just like chilled with a guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it was just like nice to like sit down. I and feel like, like I could be his friend. 
For sure. Like maybe yeah. we're friends now. I don't know. Don't I think that pressure on you, Josh. Josh, but, we're best friends now. Yeah. Sucks to be you. You're stuck with us forever. Mm, we're pretty fun. Uh, no, it was fun. It was just, we talked some like real stuff and I feel like we're almost in the same line of work, which was kind of cool to yeah. talk about. Very similar. Yeah. yeah. They do like the content creation. And he inspired me to like get better at video editing because I don't do any of that yet. Um, yeah, me too, because I'm very basic skills. I like your video editing. Thank you. And... No, it's just a good chat. You guys both have children. He has like a really cute new baby. And a very insightful eight-year-old. Yeah. Like go Jack. Like I know. I, I want he's him like on the, the pod. Like, I really do think that we should have a kids episode where we have a like, like a I'll bring kids. in my nieces, you bring in your kid, we bring in Jack. We just like I'll bring in Kate and her friends. Yeah, we ask them things that like maybe tell me how to be happier in life. Because maybe they know and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I think they probably do know. Yeah, I think. I, I don't know. We're gonna have to find out. We're gonna find out. Um, we have a really cool guest again next week. We do. I'm so excited I'm about excited. this one. Yeah, I'm excited for that one because maybe it's gonna change my face. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's don't not know the right yet. one. That's all. That's, that's not the right one. Oh. I, I'm ahead. Oh, I know who I'm excited for that one. Yeah, next week's is going to be funny. It's like very personal. There's going to be a lot happening, a lot of sarcasm. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, also, who do you guys want us to have on? Like, do you know someone? And start are you send- someone? What? It's like, are you someone? Yeah, can- are you someone? Like, tell us. Tell us your story. We'll have a website eventually. It's just, there's other things going on. I've started it. We'll get there. <laughs> It's baby stepping. Um, I'd like a lawyer. So if you're a lawyer. Oh, yeah. I was also really want like a vet or a vet tech. That'd be so cool. So if you're any of those. I was thinking of other people. A therapist. A therapist. A nurse would be cool. A teacher. I would really like a teacher on because back to school is like that here. I, I know teachers. I know teachers too, but I'm like, do you want to be on a podcast? So go get your Dancing with the Stars tickets, please, because I want to win. Um, I want you to win too. You can get them at the EmpireTheater.ca, I think, or in person. I don't know. I know it's definitely on the website because that's how I bought ours. Uh, You can also see the article about it on in Quinty, and we'll post about it on Babes of Quinty. And what's our socials? Babes of Quinty. And our Gmail? Babes of Quinty at Gmail. And your personal? Hey, dot, it's K, dot, XO. Uh, And I'm at Katie underscore Shrat. The farm Instagram is still going, but it's not farming it's sharing and mostly my dog so still support us <laughs> please still like us we still like us we're still doing things we're just sad you all rock well you'll hear our super delicate voices again next week super delicate. i don't know why i love describing our voices because <laughs> i don't have a delicate voice no it's very loud and i sound like i'm gonna cry okay bye